Hi, I'm Miranda Gretton, and you're listening to Take a Moment with NCHC. In this new series of the podcast, I sit down with some more senior members of staff to find out how they made their way into their leadership roles. In this episode of the podcast, I'm joined by a member of our exec team, Laura Clear, to talk about her career and what being a leader means to her. So welcome, Laura. Um, Please, can you introduce yourself? Yeah, thanks, Miranda. My name is Laura Clear, and I'm the Director of Community Health and Social Care Operations, which is a joint post between Norfolk Community Health and Care and Norfolk County Council. Have you always lived in Norfolk? My accent might give me away. I, uh, I, I was born and grew up in Farnham in Surrey. And then when I went into the NHS, I actually moved up to London. And after that time, spent many years in Essex. And I moved up to Norfolk now about 18 years ago. OK, so you are an honorary member by now. Of our, well, I think uh, they say 20 years and you start to oh, be accepted, so I'm nearly there. You're nearly there. <laughs> Um, so you talked about kind of moving to London for working in the NHS so where did it all start what was your first job? Um, well my my very first job was a paper round um, and then I did a sort of series when I was sort of 14 15 and still at school series of supermarket jobs but my first proper job after I did my A-levels was to move up to London to do my training in physiotherapy and that was a degree course I was actually in the first cohort of the degree course for physios which is many years ago now because it's all degree course now um, but it didn't used to be so yeah so I moved up to London then when I was 18 did my training at the Royal London and Barts Hospital and then stayed working in London and surrounding areas for for my time after that as a physio. So what was the draw towards physiotherapy then what made you want to do that? Um, I think my sister's a nurse and my family always told me I wasn't caring enough to be a nurse um, so I can't probably do that. Um, I really like solving problems, and you know I've I've got got that sort of mindset to to look at things maybe in a slightly different way um, to to how some some people do. And I like problem solving and and helping people in that way, sort of by helping them to help themselves really. So I think that's why physio was always a fairly good um, fit for me really. What was it like working in London? So I imagine that must have been quite an interesting environment. It was a very, yeah, very interesting environment. And I spent a lot of time working in Tower Hamlets, which is quite a deprived community, and then moved to um, Walthamstow and uh, Chingford, Wanstead and Woodford around that way, which is also sort of very big multicultural um, society, but very challenging um, as well. So... Yes, but I loved it. I mean, you know, I still still go back there and see friends and still maintain sort of connection with it. But I love Norfolk more. So that's why I moved here. <laughs> Absolutely. So what kind of made you think if, you know, if, if the job was so great and you loved it, what made you want to move into a leadership role and sort of take, take a step away from being more kind of hands on clinical? Well, I think when I was a a sort of jobbing physio, I never, ever wanted to go into a management or leadership role. I always thought, no, I'm always going to be clinical. I'll always that will be my future. And then I had a really inspirational manager um, just, you know, when I was sort of band seven team leader type level and she wanted me to take on a, a project um, and she said to me, you know, she sort of coached me through it. And I said, no, I'm I'm definitely staying clinical. I definitely don't want to go into a management role. I don't want to do any leadership type stuff. Or, And she sort of coached me through it and said, 
and I always remember the words that she said. She said, you'll have much more effect on patient care by leading and managing good services than you ever will as an individual clinician. And that sort of stuck with me, really. And I think that that was a that was my sort of first step. So I sort of said, all right, then I'll do it as a secondment and see how it goes. And and that was that. So, <laughs> and yeah. I've been in that sort of role ever since. Um, firstly, sort of still within therapies. And also I've done sort of quite a lot of service redesign and uh, that sort of that sort of work leading therapy services and changes. Um, and yeah, I've had an interest in a varied career, I'd say, through moving into a leadership and management role, which I wouldn't have had if I'd have stayed a clinician, I don't think. So you had to be brave and step out of your comfort zone. I did. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And you're glad you did. Would you ever go back, do you think? Um, I'd be too out of practice now. but. <laughs> I'm sure anybody won't want me treating them now, but I, I, yeah, I would, I probably wouldn't. I mean, I think it's a great career, but I think you move on from that and you can, my, where I take my pleasure from now is seeing more junior members of staff develop and develop into their roles um, and, and, and really sort of stretching themselves beyond that just thinking that they can just be a clinician and that's it there's lots of you know lots of therapists move into a variety of roles they've got really good transferable skills as have nurses you know lots of our um, ODs and uh, CQDs are therapists as well as nurses in our organisation um, we've got therapists training as advanced clinical practitioners if they want to maintain the sort of clinical practice so lots that people can move into so I tend to try and fly the flag for the therapists in the organisation. What's your proudest moment in your career so far? I think probably, probably landing this job. I mean, this was my sort of dream job. I'm really where I want to be now. I, um, I've done a number of uh, sort of roles across health and social care in integrated care uh, throughout my career. But I really, yeah, I'm really pleased with where I am now. Um, did lots of development to get here so it's you know it's not it's not impossible for anybody to get to be a director I didn't think I would you know I didn't want to ever move into management didn't think I'd ever get to this level um, to, uh, you know I suppose my advice for people would be to take up take opportunities that are given to them and take any sort of leadership training and development that you can I was lucky I was um, put on a clinical um, executive fast track scheme where I met lots of people all over the country um, who were going into sort of leadership type roles and that gave me a really good network of other people and and you know in lots of different roles and jobs um, and I still keep in touch with them we have a, a sort of whatsapp group and we get together a couple of times a year so I think you know I think take any opportunity that you can to you know you might like it you might not but if you don't like it you don't have to you don't have to stick at it, you can change. And that's one thing that the NHS does give is a really wide variety of jobs um, and opportunities, I think, for the staff. In your role now, having having been through that kind of clinician phase and then up into leadership, what kind of change are you finding that you can affect now in this position that you couldn't do before? Well, I think, you know, I've done some sort of major service redesigns um, both in this organisation and in previous organisations to make sure that we can give our population the best services that we can do across health and social care. 
We've really looked at integrating services where it makes sense to integrate them. And if my role wasn't here, we wouldn't be able to do that. We would still have social workers not knowing the physio or the nurse in the community and the nurses not knowing who to contact in social workers, you know, in the, in the social work teams. And, you know, now they're all part, all part of the same teams they share bases they know who each other are and that has got to be better well it most definitely is better for patient care and for the and for the population that we serve so i think i've been able to affect i mean obviously i don't do it all on my own i have a team of people that help me do it but we've been able to make those changes to those services which i never would have been able to dream to change services to that extent just being um you know a, a, a clinician it's like the, the words of your inspirational leader that you will affect more change by being in, in a leadership role than by being an individual clinician and you have. Some people still maintain clinical practice and some people choose not to so I think there is the opportunity to still maintain that sort of clinical practice or leadership as well if you want to. Being a leader must be in part I'm sure quite a stressful position so how do you deal with particularly stressful days? Um, I suppose I take comfort from the fact that at the end of the day I have done the absolute best possible job that I think I could do and that's all that we can ask anyone to do. Um, we all have to think of our well-being, you know, I think it's really important to be able to have people that you can talk to. I'm very lucky that I've got a very supportive family who have always supported me to work the sort of hours and um, you know the hours that I work and have been supportive to that. Um, I do really feel for people who don't have somebody maybe at home that they can go home and talk to but you know there are always people on the phone there you know to talk to friends whatever however you choose to do it don't sort of dwell on things. I suppose that's my ethos is I think I've done a really good job at work today. I finish work, I go home, I relax. I've got two dogs that I walk and that's sort of my um, you know that that clears my head a bit at the end of the day I walk them in the dark with my head torch on um, in the winter so I always get out and do something um, and and just really try and switch off at the end of the day and really try and switch off unless I'm on call really try and switch off at the weekends and and do something different thank you for listening to take a moment with NCHC if you've enjoyed this podcast please visit the podcast intranet page to leave a comment and for details of our other episodes. You can also follow NCHC on all social media channels.